Welcome back, Torch Fam, to Torch of Fantasy Basketball. So this week we're gonna be going over NBA news, um, players that are complete letdowns this year, honestly. And finally, Devonte Muffugging Graham. All right. Before we get started this week, I want to give a little shout out to my friend Amanda Ho for helping me do the cover art for my podcast. Um, really appreciate it, uh, and I should have done this a while back, but I just it just slipped my mind. But now I'm doing it, so thank you, Amanda. Thank you. All right, friends, please, please, please subscribe and review if you haven't already. I really appreciate it. Um, it just go, uh, it goes a long way, really. Um, it takes like five seconds. Just help me out. And yeah, let's get started. Boopity bop. Hello, what up? My name is KE. I'm a fantasy basketball nerd trying to come out on top in my fantasy league this year. I believe in strategies and mindsets over a hot take, and evaluating this game by diving deeper into the stats while trying to spot out any X factors for these players. I'm just trying to guide everyone towards a bomb time playing this year, myself included. Without further ado, let's get it. How did do, friends? What up? Week 7 just passed by in fantasy, so what's my mood? Um, actually, yeah, what, what is my mood? What am I feeling right now? I feel ecstatic. I'm really pulling ahead in my uh, Torch of uh, Friendship League, so great feeling. Um, in one of my leagues, I'm doing well. In the other league, I'm doing terrible. Uh, one of my friends this week said Jimmy Butler was... No good. So I've changed my name to Bad B-Ball Player. And of course, for my fantasy squad, my fantasy player of the week will be Jimmy 4AM Butler, um, who's been averaging 27.5 points, 9 rebounds, 8.5 assists, 1.3 steals, 2.5 3-pointers on 48% shooting, which is in and of itself probably propelling whoever owns him into the top he's not a bad player um miami are sitting at what 17 and 6 on the season um putting them in third place in the eastern conference and it's it's the the miami here aren't are no joke though i do believe that there might be a small regression um for the team overall in this torch league i'm several games ahead of um my next uh competitor so it's actually given me some breathing room some leeway especially um with john collins taking up an extra spot on my on my team which really hurts it it's just it's just hard to to miss out on an entire player every week shout out to all my Aiton and collins owners i feel for you my friends even with this breathing room i uh I, I have to keep looking forward because I just as easily might fall back into 5th, 6th place. In the other league, uh, I renamed my league, my team to Wave Squad because my entire team is made up of waiver wire players receiving inconsistent minutes. Not dependable. No opportunity. Yeah, in that league, I, I lost embarrassingly, so now I'm almost dead last. Um... I'm in front of the guy who I think has Zion 
and you know Zion's out for like until January, so not not the best place to be right now. Yeah, all the the streams, the waiver wire pickups I did for that week, I was a com- were complete bust. So it was, that's that was a great feeling. That's just the highs and lows of streaming. You win some, lose some. <sighs> On the bright side, um, this way I'm gonna be able to give everyone listening. Um, just tips from a winning and a losing perspective. So this maybe worked out. In other news, I got a message from an old friend. Um, anyways, I appreciate y'all sending me messages. It's it's great actually. I um, yeah, it gives me something to work on, something to look at. So it's it's actually very helpful. So I really appreciate anytime you guys are sending me things. Just keep sending them. I I'm gonna keep using them, and it'll be fun. Um, if any, any any more of you guys are out there listening, really appreciate any more feedback and things you just like, dislike, or just, hey, just wanted to say hi. I really appreciate it. Um, I'm going to spend this week actually going back and adding timestamps to the specific parts that I feel are important in my podcast. So I'll leave it in the descriptions of the podcast. So hopefully that'll help you or any future listeners out there looking for specific questions. Um, yeah, just, you know. Uh, one of the questions I was asked was how I feel about Aiton and Collins coming back. They're coming back, what, mid-December? Most teams that are uh, carrying either Aiton or Collins, pro- Collins probably aren't doing that well just because they take up an entire roster spot. However, in my Torch League, I actually do own Collins, and I, I'm doing pretty well, so I actually can't wait to have Collins back because when he comes back, it'll be utter mayhem he is like i don't know how many of you guys play starcraft back then he's like my team's uh stim pack he is gonna be my juice um rp juice world moving on um so my personal goal last week was to find something enjoyable about fantasy and just doing it for an hour so i spent that time trying to analyze um, different teams and their types of defenses that they're employing, specifically the Raptors. I've seen a lot of uh, double teaming for Harden and a lot of zone recently. My challenge to you guys this week, heading into week eight, would be to throw out some trade proposals. That's something different. Um, even if it gets rejected, uh, even if it's like a stupid trade, just throw them out, see what happens, see if anyone will, see if you have any nibblers, you know? Um, and I guess if you're not doing something, if you don't want to do something fantasy related, I would say something cool to do, do something you haven't done in a long time, go get a pizza or, uh, I don't know, eat something nice for a change, something that you haven't had in a while. Yeah. Spreminous. Try that. Ooh. Or, uh, ride a bike. I don't know. When's the last time you guys rode a bike? It's, I never for me, cause I actually don't know how to ride a bike. <laughs> embarrassing okay so a quick recap in fantasy news um starting with the beginning of the week uh Giannis and Melo uh won players of the week and uh Melo had his contract extended and or revised uh for the rest of the year so Melo looks like he's gonna be a permanent member of the the Portland Trailblazers uh Nick Nurse and Frank Vogel um Eastern Western uh, 
respectively uh, won coach of the year so coach of the month sorry so props to them moving on uh, I have a question do you need arms well swing by the Antetokounmpo family and get yours today because Giannis and his brothers have arms for days. The Milwaukee Bucks are on a torrid win streak right now with 14 games won in a row. Um, the The ball's moving really well. All the players are getting touches and uh, are all contributing contributing equally to the game, which looks great on paper. Um, the only downside is that a couple things. Um, star players like Giannis are going to get load management inevitably if they're gonna if they blow out a team which really kind of hurts you in fantasy surprisingly this is like a kind of common occurrence in top teams recently and secondly Giannis is shooting 59.3 percent of his free throws on the season right now which if you think of, it's actually it's kind of insane and he's shooting like 10 10 attempts 11 attempts per game so this is really hurts a uh a specific category for um, a lot of fantasy owners, which this is unprecedented, honestly. On the topic of load management and uh, top players like Giannis, in-game load management is happening in the Western Conference as well with the Lakers. LeBron is also sitting a lot of, and AD, have been seeing a lot of time spent on the bench. I mean, when they're playing full games, though, they are absolutely destroying the competition. Um... In a previous episode, I was saying how Kawhi was rocking the league uh, by load managing and choosing to prioritize his own health. And I think um, this might just be some aftershocks that we're actually experiencing, seeing how uh, a lot of teams are choosing to uh, purposely load manage their players by resting them when they have a sizable lead, which makes perfect sense. From a fantasy perspective, however, this would mean just less stats available to you on your board. Unfortunate, I know. Um, I was just I was watching the Knicks and the Bucks game, and well, one Giannis did Julius Randle absolutely dirty, dunking on him as if he were a small child, which sad. Um, but at the beginning of the week, uh, the Knicks were sucking. Beginning of the season, Knicks were sucking. Uh, looks like um, after going 4-18, they've decided to pull the trigger and fire David Fitzdale, the New York Knicks head coach. I really don't see too many changes happening right now with uh, Coach Mike Miller as well, um, the interim coach. So... The New York Knicks are in limbo, and um, ideally they start playing Mitchell Robinson, um, who has had a subpar year so far, um, to say the least. And a lot of their uh, younger guards aren't getting as much run as they could be, should be, and so, and especially. Yeah, I mean, it just—it's gonna take some time for them to uh, reacquaint themselves to a new system. The Knicks might continue sucking. The Knicks might pull it together. 
Okay, random NBA news. Um, the Rockets beat the Spurs, and um, during the game, Harden made a dunk attempt. It went into the basket, spat back out onto the lip of the rim. They counted it as a no no basket. Um, the Rockets are protesting um, to see if they can get that game back. I don't really know what they're expecting from this. LeBron uh, got a little silly, started traveling, double dribbling, didn't get any calls. He walked onto the court with no shoes on, and the Utah Jazz announcers, um, who were probably a little salty at the time, um, gave him a little, a little shit, just just a little bit of, sh- just a little bit of shade for it. And um, what really happened was he he signed the shoes and he gave it to some kids. So people need to calm out, calm down, just leave him alone. There's some Kevin Love trade rumors. Not sure how much of that is true. Okay, my oh dear lord list for injuries. Number one, we got Rodney Hood. He got an Achilles rupture, so he's out for the season. Sad face. Van Fleet out with a right knee contusion. So any of you guys who own Lowry, rejoice. You are saved for another week. About to get pure unadulterated Lowry for another at least week, maybe maybe half week. If you have room, maybe throw in a little Serge Ibaka if he's still floating around on your waivers. Um... Yeah, just as an FYI, uh, Van Vliet was actually 7th in the league, in the entire league, in touches. And he's only being topped by, what, like LeBron and Luka, Giannis. So, pretty insane if you think about it. Josh Josh Richardson, still out. Um, Matisse Teibel, um, looking very professional as a, in his rookie debut but he's actually 24 years old he's actually a lot older than he looks um thomas bryant is out till january 5th and so rui hachimura is currently the the dude running lines with Bio right now victor Oladipo, um timetable december 20th looks like auto porter 23rd um kyrie's still out looks like so december 17th and yeah, Malcolm Brogdon, game time decision. Gordon Hayward, game time decision. Um, Justice Winslow is going to be out for another half week at least. So Tyler Hero, um, who was the hero of the Miami Heat game versus the Chicago Bulls, is probably going to get a lot more run, especially after his 3-4 clutch overtime threes. Insane. Who else, who else? Uh, PJ Washington game time decision, Rondo game time decision, John Morant game time decision, Derek Favors game time decision, Marvin Bagley and Mike Conley might come back um, later in the week. These are guys that I think might be important for streaming and or pickup purposes, so I'm just listing them off. For the 420 countdown, we have 16 teams with four games. Um, the Hawks, Hornets, Knicks have back-to-backs on Tuesday. The Cavaliers have back-to-backs on Wednesday. The 76ers have back-to-backs on Thursday. The Bulls, Rockets, Clippers, Grizzlies, and Bucks have back-to-backs on Friday. And the Nuggets have back-to-back on Saturday. Um, there's three teams um, playing just three games this week. 
um, with back-to-backs, uh, Celtics on Wednesday, Miami on Friday, and Nets on Saturday. And now for the two, with the four, there's four four teams with two games. So Mavericks, Blazers, Spurs, Wizards. So if you're a Luka owner, um, a Damian Lillard owner, a LaMarcus Aldridge or De- DeMar DeRozan owner, or Bradley Beal owner, you, you might have a tough week this week. The NBA season is well underway. We're already into week seven, heading into week eight. And um, now that the waiver wire is starting to settle, um, the best options, if you're a competitive team, probably wouldn't be to stream as much as it is to trade up for better players. I preferentially target players with high upside um, just to uh, create opportunity for yourself um, for further improvement especially if you're in the lead in your league if you're not doing so hot just win um got enough on your plate so yeah just win (laughs) Um, a listener asked me to uh kind of talk about some letdowns so far this year um so far uh, the biggest letdowns are steph Kyrie. Westbrook, Mitchell Robinson, Draymond, uh, Mike Conley, Otto Porter, Laurie, Markinen, Eric Bledsoe, Kevin Love, Aaron Gordon, Derek Favors, Zion, uh, Julius Randle, Wendell Carter Jr., uh, Marcus All, uh, Stephen Adams, Joe Ingles, and Kyle Kuzma. And of those, um, the ones that are still consistently getting minutes and are still playing and re- or haven't really been injured are Westbrook, Mitchell Robinson, Draymond, um, Mike Conley, and Laurie Markkinen. We have the rest of them um, have been out. Oh, Julius Randle as well. Marcus All and G- Joe Ingles and Kyle-, Kyle Kuzma have been back for a significant amount of time. If you have any of these guys on your team for this year, you're probably not doing so hot, which is relatively understandable especially if you drafted them early. I will say that the Warriors will continue to suck, so Draymond's a lost cause. Mitchell Robinson might see an uptick in production, especially with the new uh, head coaching and the new coach, whoever it might be. Um, Otto Porter, Kyrie, Steph. Just got to come back from injury. Derek Favors as well, Zion especially. Players on teams that are doing well and have a very strong foundation, a very strong system in place, um, likely uh, don't need to be the uh, sole providers for the team's offense. Um, don't need to initiate the the points, the the half court offense. These players I'm thinking is like Eric Bledsoe on the Bucks, um, Marcus Saul on the. Uh, the Toronto Raptors, and just any Laker, but I'm specifically referring to Kuzma, but also just any Laker is likely going to be, the the ball's going to be well well spread around the entire team, as you can see, and the plus minus across the entire team is mostly in the positive, so they're just not going to get as many fantasy stats for you this year, yet, maybe later. After all this talk of load management, I really think that a lot of NBA teams are going that way and are secretly um, 
uh, smartly managing the playing time of each player so that by the time they make it to playoffs, they can last. That's just simple health. <laughs> I don't know. Maintaining the uh, acuity and dexterity, agility, athleticism of these players for long term, you know. There was a question about whether Mike Conley and Laurie Markkinen are going to be the absolute busts of the year. Personally, I still believe in Mike Conley. He's a very um, talented, um, efficient, effective point guard and just needs to figure out the system. Uh, we're giving him a lot of leash. It, it's already been seven weeks into the NBA and he still hasn't quite figured out the Utah Jazz system. They're currently sitting at 23rd in the NBA offensive ratings and um, they are are middle middling in the defensive ratings. So overall, their net rating isn't in the best of sorts. If they can figure out how to um, implement their offense, um, and honestly, Mike Conley just needs to make more shots because if he, if he does, it just opens up the court for the rest of the team. And I think that's kind of why they brought him on to be an effective scorer, and he just really hasn't been. Hopefully he figures that out. The Chicago Bulls are a mess. That's all I can say about Laurie. I, he, they might be a bust this year. They might not, depending on if the coach changes or if they f- finally figure out <clears throat> how to um, best utilize all the tools that they have. But right now, they're, the body language and um, the team chemistry seem to be a little broken right now in terms of the Chicago Bulls offense. I wouldn't be surprised if we saw we see a little bit of um, finger pointing, a little blaming, maybe to levels as as much as the Knicks, where they decide to fire the head coach. Who's to know? We'll see. There are two people I really wanted to actually talk about this week. Um, one good, one bad. Um, Devontae Graham and Russell Westbrook. Two weeks ago, I made a bet with one of my friends that Devontae Graham wasn't going to finish top 85 so 85 or greater in the overall rankings and after giving it some further look through i've already made the bet so i might end up just losing this money but um, after giving Devonte a further um, inspection it looks like it's possible very possible that one he might be the pickup of the season and two, he might be able to sustain this level of production that he's had so far. After deeper inspection into the uh, Charlotte Hornet offense, um, I see that Borrego, um, who used to be a uh, assistant coach for Greg Popovich, who Popovich himself even recognized as uh, a very good coach, um, has been trying to implement a half-court offense, um, which... It has a greater emphasis on tempo and pace with heavy ball movement. Um, a lot of half-court offense. You'll see a lot of the uh, the bigger boarders, rebounders, um, throwing down court. With a coach like James Borrego, who uh, thoroughly studies the um, NBA playbooks, um, NBA tapes, and NBA films. I mean, not that other coaches aren't doing this too, but... He especially uh, has a, a background in um, just really pouring through these plays, these tapes. 
From what I can see, he's a pretty firm believer in analytics. In the Charlotte Hornets lineup, um, Devontae Graham is actually getting a majority of the touches by far. Um, even though they picked up a guard in uh, Terry Rozier, uh, he has gradually seen the amount of touches decrease. Um, Devontae is getting, what, 85.5 touches versus Terry Rozier's 71. Um, Devontae is also uh, holding the ball uh, around 7.8 seconds, which is right around double the amount that Terry Rozier is having. And he's currently sitting at ninth in the entire NBA. Crazy. In eighth place for touches is Drew Holiday. So he's getting as much touches as some of the elite point guards in the league, which to, to be honest is, is quite insane. And if they continue to run through him, if James Borrego continues to utilize Devonte, um, the way he has I don't see why he can't stay in in the 70s and especially in an up-tempo offense that James is trying to push the head coach their pace is slow um they're what rank their pace is ranked 25th in the entire league but they're taking seventh eighth most three-point attempts in the entire league as well so there's your analytics for you bud on a good night if the players on the team drain their shots they could have some gaudy, gaudy stats, honestly. The huge letdown of this year that I didn't mention in the list previously is Russell Westbrook. Dude's on a little bit of a, a cold three-point shooting streak right now. Um, very cleverly masked by his triple doubles. From what I'm seeing, a lot of team defenses are starting to double harden a lot. Um, and that forces him to pass out. Teams are sending a message. They'd rather have Harden not get the ball and have the rest of the team make shots. That's that's just the, that's the case of it. Quite simply, Harden needs to make his threes. That's it. That's the only thing that will make their delicate Houston ecosystem and a monster. Right now in 2019, on catch and shoots, he's shooting 21% uh 21.6% from 3, pull-ups 23.4, and on open three-point shots he's shooting 10 percent he's only making 10 percent of his threes in 2018 he it's his averages were 32.1 26.4 and 26.9 which is like nothing amazing but if he were to increase his uh, open three percentage from 10 percent to 27 percent even just 25 percent or even 20 percent the rockets are going to be a force to be reckoned with. He's still going to hurt your free field goals, though, if you're thinking about buying low for him. Yeah. Yeah, that's it for today, guys. Um, have a good week, eight. Good luck. Peace.